Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to your next episode. I'm Louise. And I'm Amy. Hi. Hi. And uh, well, I'd say hi to you. Yeah. Uh, hi to everybody as well. Yes, I'm doing very well. Are you well? I'm good. There is just that there's just that hope in the in the air, isn't there, Louise? Yeah, there is. Uh, uh, what of going out and about and we can well, have six in the garden. I've just seen a few flowers. The sun is shining. It nature, is forecast yeah. to snow this weekend. So let's not it? get oh, out of our box. God. But there just feels like Maybe it doesn't matter what the weather's going to be like because we're all going to be round in each other's gardens anyway, aren't we? That's true. (laughs) So you know, Um, shall we just get straight on and introduce who we've got on today? Um, So, journalist and founder of uh, the Book of Man website. His name's Martin Robinson. He's also the author of a book called "You're Not the Man You Are Supposed to Be: The Chaos of Modern Masculinity," which is. very funny and friendly uh, book. Um, just uh, you know, there's been a lot of scrutiny about male behaviour at the moment, um, and you know, it's like every week it's building. So this is you know a, a perfect time uh, to to chat to him. So um, yeah, that's coming up next. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B two B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Martin. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Can we talk, first of all, about the Book of Man website? Um, yeah. It's quite interesting because I know your background is in magazines and I love it. It's got mm. a really sort of editorial look towards it, but that's me looking at style over the actual content and the content is really, <laughs> really good as well. It's a very inclusive uh, sort of... Uh, hub I guess because it's not purely a a male space but it is a place where men are sort of encouraged to share their stories and stuff how did that come about and who are you really sort of targeting that at well I mean it came out of me working in yeah men's magazines for 25 years or something various incarnations of men's magazines music magazines Mm. Um, and it, it sort of came from me having lost my a uh, big editor job and sort of was out of work for a couple of years just looking after my kids at home and uh, I kind of realised that there was no particular um, place where you could get advice on things like how you look after kids and how you deal with a job loss and yeah. depression and things like that that come with it and and then it just occurred to me that men's magazines have never really looked at those kind of issues. It's generally about the display and suits and the cars and the watches mm. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Not what's going on in your heads. It's like mm. that was a bit of a taboo, really. Certainly in, the, in media, at least. Um, so I thought it'd be really interesting to do that. Mm. All the things that we couldn't do before, let's just do that. And of course, it was kind of in the air at at the time anyway so and still is so it sort of came off the back of the me too movement as well where male behavior was really under scrutiny and um and also uh the mental health sort of crisis as it was particularly called at the time and uh the male suicide statistic was really kind of like hit hit the headlines i think Mm. thanks to the work of calm um so it was all in the air so it Mm. felt like a great time to kind of bring this together so I mean, it's it's properly targeted at. I mean, it's was specifically, I suppose, for about twenty-five to fifty-year-old men, sort of adult men, basically. <clears throat> but it's pretty much for everyone, and I think the space is is there, as you say, to um, to include all genders, you know. And I think that's we, we've learned that that's a big part of it. And actually, half of our audience are women. And we get a lot of mums and girlfriends, yeah, Mm. yeah, interested in this and looking at how they should do with their, you know, their their lads and Mm. fathers, even. It's so ironic, Martin, that back in the day, because I'm of that era, like reading FHM. I mean, uh, you know, pouring through Mixmag to see what's going on, and everybody like off their tits at the weekend, and then having the worst come down on the Tuesday. But don't talk about it. Let's just see where we're going on Friday night. It's so crazy that that's just that's what it that's what it was like, wasn't it? Nobody was talking right. about. It, it, I guess uh, yeah. Was it all put down to sort of like having 
like having caned it too much at the weekend. Nobody was really talking about these issues, were they? No, not at all. No, it was complete hedonism. Mm. You know, it was really, I mean, I worked at Maxim, which was like the third best or worst one, depending on your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like loaded FHM and it was Maxim. And uh, yeah, it was just all purely about drinking. You know, I mean, I as soon as I discovered how to really drink heavily every single day, I started getting promoted like almost on a monthly <laughs> yeah. basis. Wow. I realised that work was kind of immaterial, you know, yeah. and that actually my, you know, ability to booze and be a bit of a laugh was the key thing. Mm. And that was completely projected in sort of everything that you do. But the weird thing was, I noticed as I was, I was, you know, quite young at the time, just in my early 20s, that people in the office would suddenly have breakdowns. Like yeah. people would just go, yeah. would just disappear. And you'd be the like, where's... The chair would be empty. You'd be like, what yeah. happened to Dave? We don't talk about what happened to Dave. <laughs> yeah. But it was. It's like your art director would suddenly be like, gone. And you'd be like, what happened to him? And it'd be like, oh, he just like lost it. Burn out. Just went, yeah, just went mad. <laughs> just went crazy. And it kept on happening. And you'd just go, that's really strange. I hope that doesn't happen to me kind yeah. of thing. Um, and then you realise that, yeah, of course, you, you're dealing with only a very limited part of, a life yeah. of a human life mm. and uh and there are consequences from just living that kind of lifestyle living under those kind of pressures mm. but also just that generally you're dealing with people and these things happen to people all the time it's just there was no way at all of addressing that situation they in just, that culture you couldn't yeah. have sat in a meeting and said guys i think maybe we should have a um, like a section just dedicated they'd be like get out martin <laughs> <laughs> Just no way, just no. no way. You know, it's really like, you know, even relatively late in my career, you know, I'd be working on magazines that were quite metrosexual, but it'd still be like, fundamentally, it's gangster films and beer. Yeah, That's what yeah. men are interested in. Don't do anything from no. there. So, um, so yeah, with The Book of Man, it's, um, it's a great joy to be able to do all this other stuff, you know. Oh, how, feels- how liberating yeah. Yeah. to yeah. be able to talk about this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So can we talk about the book now? So you're not the man you are supposed to be. Um, The Chaos of Modern Masculinity. It's very funny um, and very friendly, a very sort of friendly um, approach. And you include yourself in it as um, kind of like a a dysfunctional male. But it's um, it's very it's sensitive and it's very a very informed look at the concept of masculinity at this moment in time. Um, and as you said just now, that you know, there's a lot of scrutiny on male behaviour, you know, and, and it's just building all the time. So who is the book for? The book is is for men. Mm. It's for men who are probably going to be interested in this area of male behaviour, but not fun- fully kind of understand everything that's going on there's a sense Mm. of people wanting change and change happening whether we like it or not and a lot of men dealing with mental health and it's kind of a look at yeah how we kind of should get our heads around this and understand it rather than reject it because Mm. I think a lot of the loudest men's voices at the Mm. moment are kind of on the side of what you might call the backlash who would who are very resistant to any kind of change very alarmed by sort of feminism very alarmed by 
uh, wokeness and all these kind of labels that are sort of flying around everywhere. Mm. And I think that's quite a destructive way of looking at it rather than sort of listening to perhaps what other people are saying, other genders and people from different kinds of backgrounds and trying to look at, at how, well, not only would it be good to kind of look at ourselves as men and where we come from and why we act, perhaps act the way we do, um, for the benefit of other people, but also for ourselves. Like, would things look like not everyone is particularly happy and there's mm, yeah. immense social change going on and it's a bit of a strain, so how can we make sense of this? I mean, of course, one of the running jokes throughout the whole book is that men aren't particularly interested in issues around masculinity. Mm. So, by trying to make it fun, exactly what you said, yes. like funny and a bit friendly, it's it not is. an academic... Yeah work even no. though I speak to academics but trying mm. to just kind of go we're all in this together let's try and figure this out and mm. trying to keep it a little bit down to earth I suppose. What you've just said there about men finding this sort of entire movement very uncomfortable is it because they just would rather continue to benefit from uh, you know uh, um, these sort of you know the way things have always been do they just not care or uh, yeah I mean that it, uh, when uh, discussions I've had, when you really nail it down, that's what comes across to me from men that I've spoken to. Men who I would say are not unpleasant people, but, you know, really, when it comes down to it, it suits them. Yeah, I mean, there is there is that. I mean, if you're looking at it as a, as a social system and who's benefiting from the way things are at the moment in terms of gender, then it is men. I mean, the idea... I mean, there's a lot of men who... who deny the existence of a patriarchy and think it's a load of nonsense uh but that's because they are it yes. and they and, and it's very on the one hand it's quite hard to see a lot of these issues as a man particularly mm. a white middle class man because you just don't see the problem like what's what's the problem mm. everything's fine i get mm. treated all right there's no prejudice yeah well that's you mm. but other people don't have the same experience and, um, you know, Grayson Perry um, talked a lot about this in his book and talked about men don't see masculinity. It's like a fish in water. It's literally what they exist in. Yeah, they, yeah. Just don't, they just don't get it. If you are uh, a woman who's come from a certain background and is trying to get a job or is walking down the street or their day-to-day -day life is different to what your experience might be as a man. Obviously, there's lots of different intersections throughout this, and mm -hmm. there's not one blanket thing. Mm. But in general, there's, there's a certain type of man who's very much favoured in society. Mm. And so on the one hand, those type of men might not see it. And on the other hand, yeah, they might not care. They yeah. might be enjoying it. And I suppose from that perspective, why, why should there be any onus on changing things mm. if everything is cool for you, mm. if everything is comfortable? It's so funny because I was talking to my husband about this and he, he came in from his little bloody room where he's cocooned himself to work for the last 12 months. Um, and he went, Amy, is stale male pale? Is that a bad thing? <laughs> So this has obviously come up in a meeting, right? And it's like, if it, now, it, you're right, Martin, there is this sort of backlash in a good way because it's kind of like, we don't really want to promote the white, straight, middle-class guy. Is there any diversity? Have we got any choice? Even if on paper, 
Maybe the other guy is, but that guy is sort of in figures with the, uh, yeah, but it's, they're looking at more than just money now. It's kind of like we yeah. need to sort of broaden our scope. We need to listen to different voices. So yeah, that that's so true. Yeah. And I think that part of, part of this as well is that it's for those exact men's benefit as well. Mm-hmm. Really. It is because the same things that perpetuate that system, which is not just about it just being men, but actual masculinity and the type of man who flourishes in this kind of system, which is still the kind of alpha male mm. type and all the things that come with that, which which would be a, a focus on work. And I'm talking about the patriarchal centre here, I guess. Um those things aren't particularly conducive to a happy life anyway. Yeah. You know, even the, for those people. Even like you for say. those people, yeah. Mm. I mean, all this, you know, the mental health problems that men are having, the suicide statistics, the statistics on um, alcohol and drug addiction, violence, mm. it's enormous. Mm. It is absolutely enormous. And when you start going through it, you look at why men are behaving in these extreme ways. And it is masculine expectations. You know, I interviewed yeah. a guy who's in prison, who's, who'd been in, who's in prison for um, stabbing someone. And um, he, we kind of traced it back into where he grew up and he was came from quite a tough council state. He was very impressed by the local gangster type figures mm-hmm. in his local pub. He loved Goodfellas, he loved Sopranos, he loved all this stuff. And it got wrapped up into this romantic idea of that kind of man who's a short guy, thought, felt he was always little and less than everyone else. Yeah. So the way that he's proved his manliness was to start carrying a knife, and mm. which ended up with him stabbing someone and all this. If so, he was just hugged, right? If he was just <laughs> hugged and said, like, get it, let it out, cry. cry. I do that with my six-year-old boy yeah. now. You know, mm. I'm kind of like, let it out, get it out. We need to go from the root right up, don't we? Yeah, you do, you do. And I think that, those those things do make a difference. It does make a difference, you know, if, if people are behaving and, and also allow themselves the, free, the freedom to feel, you mm. know, which a lot of men don't or historically haven't. Mm. Um, and I think that a lot comes from that because, because it's essentially, there's a real in, strand of individualistic, power-hungry male aggression that's mm. very sort of selfish Mm-hmm. Um, and that, but also not very healthy as well. So I think an outlook whereby you are interesting in other people and communities, mm-hmm. in diversifying your workplace and your experiences as a man, these are healthy, healthy things to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And giving up, even giving up some of your, you know, some of your your privilege, pa- your privilege and your yeah. power, yeah, to do things like you know, spend a bit more time at home with the kids, Mm. you know, do more things for yourself outside of work. Just dismantling some of the pressures that you can put on yourself, I think is a really healthy thing. And that's why, sorry to rattle on, but this is is why it's quite interesting, you know, what's going to happen in the post-lockdown world. Are we going to see dads, for instance, wanting to do three days at the office and two days at home because of mm. the experience here? Or is it that they're so sick of their children they never <laughs> want to see them again? I don't know. But I'm like, uh, you know, I think it's quite an interesting time, particularly now, mm. when 
life as we know it's changed how are things going to fall are they going to fall yeah. in a different way as we go forward and i think it's quite an exciting opportunity yeah to grab new things it's a really good opportunity and i think sarah everard's murder was a, a sort of catalyst for a discussion about uh what men could do to be better allies of women but um especially at the beginning i noticed men weren't really sort of joining in that discussion and a lot of the women sort of saying, not all men, you know, yeah. mothers of boys, wives of men, sisters of, you know, my, my husband's not like that. Uh, and indeed the men as well, not not all men, hashtag not all men. I mean, why do you think men are so reluctant to listen and learn and challenge that rhetoric? I guess it's human nature to be defensive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And there's, um, yeah, there's a certain amount of looking at their own personal lives and going, mm. well, I'm not the type of man who would kind of do that. Um, but it is frustrating. I've been finding it very, very frustrating because we've been running stories kind of on this issue and calling for a kind of look at the way that we bring in up boys, the way we're behaving ourselves, the way our peers are behaving. And mostly the retorts that you get from men well they are retorts you know the comments that you'll get from from men sort of social media wise is generally along the lines of well there's nothing what's the matter it's not us you know it's yeah. only a few different sort of like it's only a few sort of psychopaths who are ruining it for the rest of us you know you can't tar all men with the same brush and all this kind of stuff but it's kind of like well someone's doing it yeah if 97 percent of women have have had some kind of experience and i don't know any woman that i've spoken to who hasn't had mm-hmm. some kind of experience, somebody's doing it. Yeah. And yeah. it's on such a level that there's pretty much no way it's not someone you know, even if it's specifically not you. And I think there's a lot of head in the sand, yeah. basic delusion. Well, going back to what, to, to what you were saying about when blokes in a pub just you know, making uh, sexist comments, racist comments, jokes, and, and nobody wants to... I mean, I suppose men need to be engaging in conversations about you know, misogyny, let's say, with other men, and that might be their friends, their brothers, their fathers, their, their partners. So it's not just about educating boys now. No, no, you're absolutely right. A group of men in a pub when there's a few women sat there, take the women out of that equation when those same guys are sitting around, who is going to be the one to call out to say, oh, mate, a rape joke? Really? Yeah. Who is going to be that one who, again, and this is a little micro example of you are going to, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up? Because are you going to be the one who's like, oh, you know, uh, it, it, who's going to be the one who's who's going to have that sort of label of being like, mm. oh, you can't really say anything in front of John. He's <laughs> very sensitive about, uh, yeah, no, don't, don't, sla- don't, sla- don't talk about how you slapped someone on the arse or kept going when someone said no, because John, John doesn't like that. You know, I mean, who, yeah. everyone should be John. I know, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, we're looking at sort of, you know, key values for men, strength mm-hmm. and bravery. Well, that's where it is now. It's not mm-hmm. lifting weights, is it? It's about mm-hmm. calling out people and mm-hmm. in these matters. And, it, and you know, I think there's a real um, conservatism in, in men's groups, peer groups, with a, mm-hmm. with a small C, I should have said. Yeah. Um, you know, a real sort of safety first approach, mm. sticking with the herd and not wanting to well, upset you, things too much, which fosters yeah. bad, be- you know, bad behaviour. You talk about in the book, you've got a whole 
chapter on tribalism and masculinity, mm. which is you know that that being one of the lads blending in, you know, being the the, the default you know um, white male, you know, and you know, and you talk about like there being like a, this kind of latent threat, you know, within within male groups and. Yeah. also to others out of that and that's yeah. presumably yeah what you're saying there yeah this is part of the it's part of the thrill of it in in some ways you know a bunch mm. of lads out on the town together yeah and yeah. and getting a bit of a buzz off the fact that you might be a bit intimidating you might be a bit wrong you might take things too far you know that oh, egging yes. each other on to do the worst joke you could possibly think of you know <laughs> god that's and, so honest martin <laughs> and i do think a lot of people who be listening to this will be like uh, we don't have a massive male demographic listener, but we do have a lot of women who listen. And obviously, we, we all have men in our lives. I think that is so brave and honest of you, even just to that—that that is an admission, isn't it? That 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 the thrill of the chase a little bit, and that sort of that buzz—it's yeah. all part of it, isn't it? Completely. And this is also one of the reasons why a lot of men don't want to talk about these issues because they know that they have seen it and been part of it mm, in some yeah. way. It yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that they have been, you know, uh, you know harassing someone, yeah, you know, no. being a particular instigator, but they've been around it, you know, yeah. and there's just no way, there's just no way that most men, particularly sort of my age, mm. in their 40s or whatever age really that you haven't seen or been around something like that and then there's the guilt of that yeah. and the shame of that isn't there, there is yeah and you kind of don't want to be the one that's sort of like picked out and i think which you know i kind of get um but it's there's, there has to become a point where you've got to put that to one side and yeah. go well, what's the right thing yeah. and you know yeah. and maybe okay you might not have to deal with all the things that you've you've been through, but do a bit of soul searching, have a yeah. look at what you've done, yeah. maybe talk about it with your mates and see how you move on from there. Yeah. And try mm. to write, you know, from that this point on, for instance, move forward in a mm. different way than you did before. Don't just keep it rolling. No. And and I think that's I'm hoping that that kind of stuff is going into conversations now and that is yeah. being understood, yeah. you know, and that what will come from this is that even though men are being quite silent about it now, like, but, so when we're doing stories on the site, I don't really hear much, I hear a lot of women going like, it's great that you're saying these things or that you're listening or you're reporting on what we're saying, but I don't hear that, that much from men mm. other than to kind of argue, just the mm. kind of trolling stuff. Yeah. And I think you need you need the male voices to start Absolutely. speaking up yeah, and going. I'm we can't fully in fix this as women on our own. We can't we fix have this. To. We, no. we've, we've done. We, we've we carry our keys. We've got flat shoes on. We don't wear headphones yeah. when we're walking. Like we, we, there's not an awful lot else we can do. We need the men, don't we? But it is interesting that half of your. Uh, um, audience on the website are women because that almost makes me go oh you know it's women taking up right we've got to sort this out so let's yeah, yeah. but i mean this this issue is not about female behavior it's about male behavior mm, absolutely it's, it's about yeah. men so this should be mm. about men doing it not yeah. leaving everyone else to complain about it where we're kind of like oh, all right yeah i might yeah. listen for a bit or you know i'll sign a petition or something give a bit of money it's like no there's something going on here yeah yeah we need to we need to have a proper look at this especially because there's young lads in school well I, that's what i was about to come stuff. on to yeah i mean yeah. that so we this morning i looked at the um uh, there have been almost ten thousand anonymous tes testimonies from schoolgirls cat cataloging acts of sexual harassment abuse and assault in the uk um you know in uk schools 
by UK schoolboys, um, and that's on that Everyone's Invited website that is like in the news this morning. Um, and that was raised five years ago, um, and, and we all know it happens, and we all know that teachers turn a blind eye. That's that's a fact. I I, I think you know, um, and it's an example of this sort of old boys will be boys attitude. Um, mm. And yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because it's clear to me that head teachers don't feel equipped to deal with this. Um, yeah. And I've read a couple of accounts just this morning of head teachers blaming porn and alcohol and saying it's happening off site. Um, and the head of Dulwich College has shut down a protest by pupils. There's a lot, and it, to me, it feels like there's a lot of whinging and blame shifting when the simple fact is that these assaults are happening in schools and it's being disregarded. So, you know, and everyone's jumping around now with assurances of appropriate action being taken, but it's clearly not. It just, that's not mm. happening. Um, mm. And so this website by a 22-year-old woman, I mean... I suppose that's what's needed, you know, um, mm. and, and, you know, you know, what needs to happen presumably is lots of things, training, you know, procedures in place, parental involvement, dads getting informed and being proactive. And, you know, have yeah. you got any plans to, like, you know, your website is, is going to be, a, is obviously a huge resource for all of that sort of stuff to happen. Mm. Yeah. Have you have you got any plans going forward to work with other agencies? Well, yeah. I mean, we've, from our point of view, it's, it's about giving a platform to lots of different voices who mm. are working in this space. I mean, as you said, I'm, what I'm most interested in at the moment are, are the organisations or people who are going into schools and speaking to the boys. Like, I don't, don't know how it works. Mm. You know, that's that's the bit where I'm a bit mystified in these matters. Like, what is actually being taught to those yeah. young lads Particularly, you know, obviously in these boys' schools where mm. it's a real, you know, proper mm, testosterone boys. soup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And what is what's going on? Like, what? I mean, I've, I've I've been trying to look into it, and I've been seeing there are some relationship lessons and some vague things like that. But I I, I don't know if they've been well. Clearly not. Clearly, no. this issue has been going on. That they're not particularly addressing things in the right way. I mean, I just feel like it's it's a massive social issue that involves sort of everyone mm. you know you can't kind of let anyone out of off the hook with it really because it's it's your pupils it's not just stuff that's going on outside of no school hours and even then it's they are still you know mm. especially for sort of a lot of these private schools they are if they if they are seen as a big representative of your school going out and a lot of them have those values then that needs to be yeah. followed through in every single mm. way doesn't it mm. um but it's 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 a hard one. It's a really hard one, I think, because obviously, you know, these are children, right? Mm. The boys, I mean, obviously the girls are children who are suffering these terrible things, criminal things. The boys are children as well yeah. who have not been educated in the right way. And I think there is certainly a certain digital culture mm. that l makes this kind of thing a lot easier to do perhaps and i'm including porn in this mm. but also the ability to take pictures share them with your mates all this stuff which is bringing out these nefarious little mm. habits i guess um but but how are they how are they developing amongst themselves to go down such a dark path i mean that mm. sounds it really sounds frightening the level of abuse that's going on 
and I and I can only assume that it's because they are. It's just purely because their education in these matters is purely from their peers. It's mm. peer group stuff. It's the same thing that you get in knife crime, where your information is coming just from other boys, mm. and so the the your, your values and your the behaviour you're looking to is just that of maybe slightly older boys, yeah. not adults, no. not figures who've any experience, but just. And I think that just perpetuates behaviour. That whole idea of men egging each other on, doing wrong things. It's being quite funny. I think it all comes from that similar sort of space. Mm. And I don't think they've really had the shock of this is fucking wrong. Mm, you can't yeah. do this. Yeah. And, and also, and, like you were saying before, Martin, it is traumatic for, for the for the women, for the girls, for the women, for the victims. But the trauma that is in store for those boys, that like you were saying before, that that sort of guilt and that shame, you're going to carry that around with you into your twenties, into your thirties. Like you're saying, fish in water, swimming around, not really knowing that anything's wrong. But now we're having. Uh, there must be nineteen, twenty year old boys who are sort of like, oh God, I did take a picture of her giving me a blowjob, and I put it all like, yeah, ah, shit, you know, like, and. and so, and so she was called a slag and so she's got an eating disorder or whatever, you know, like the, mm. just the repercussions. So so uh, the point that I'm making is like, nobody's winning no. with this. Nobody's. No, but I mean, you're, you're really seeing, aren't you, the why there is there are all these stats around sexual harassment of, um, you know, in this sort of adult world out in the streets and all mm. this, because it is the men who are doing it and they're learning this stuff from when they're kids. Mm-hmm. They're doing it throughout their lives. And because it's not being picked up a on, it, there's no reason to stop. They don't see anything particularly wrong. You know, as, as as a bloke, yeah, there is that strand of boys will be boys. This yeah. is what you're a bit. This is what you're supposed to be like. It's not even like it's wrong. No, this is kind of what you're supposed to it's be like, like. Yeah, it is. But well, he's a red-blooded male, you know. And exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had last week uh, Professor Jane Monkton Smith, who has written a book about coercive control, domestic homicide, um, and she was she made a point that you know there are like all of these messages that you know boys will be boys and and also you know boys and men aren't meant to be fragile all of those there was she was just pointing out all the unhelpful messages that come from society culture religion and even law because you know there are place there are some places in the world where you know um men having entitlement over women and over their families is actually written in law um so this is you know she was talking about a global problem um but you know, and also, I think Amy and I were talking about it before you came on. You know, my um, my youngest is sixteen, and then I've got kids in their twenties. And you know, I can remember, you know, yeah, mothers of boys, you know, and girls really, mothers and fathers, all having that sort of attitude of. Um, you know, well, that's just part of growing up. You know, they're, they're teenagers; yeah. they you know they can't help it. Yeah, there's this real sense of uh, you know. Being an animal, you know, Mm. boys are kind of like a bit like animals, basically, and Mm. it's going to happen. And there's a kind of like, but that's a real get out, isn't it? It's like, it's going to happen. So we don't really need to do anything. Just, you know, girls, protect yourselves. Yes, absolutely. Which is just mad, isn't it? Don't waken the beast. No, yeah. Yeah. That's what Jane Moncton said. Uh, You know, she was just like, you know, like there's this uh, cultural truth that women should manage their own safety and that men have a natural tendency towards violence and we need to 
work really hard to keep that dormant mm. in them. Um, yeah. And that plays and that plays upon you as a, as a boy as well. So if you mm. are not like that, for instance, if you might be a bit more of a sensitive type who would, yeah. is a bit sort of scared of that, that you feel like you're doing something wrong. Mm. Of course, you're not the type of guy, your boy, who can go over to a girl, you know, and you know, oh. and proposition her or. You know, or you were with her, you were dancing with her and you didn't kiss her or something yeah. like that. You didn't try it on. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Yeah, what's, what's the matter wrong? with you? Yeah. You know, and um, and that's that's scary. So you're kind of, you're actually educating boys to, to be in that way, mm. you know. And I do, again, I do really feel like this is what happens when you do leave boys together unchecked. Mm. And it's the same, the same, same goes for anything. There's something about, as a society that we just assume the boys feel less are not as sensitive as girls are. And so you just kind of just leave them to get on with it. And, uh, and I think that leads to a lot of the mental health problems that you see as well, mm. um, in younger men, or at least the idea that you can't seek help for your mental health problems because you're not supposed to have them. No. Your boy, you know, you're supposed to be in touch with that, but we're, you know, we are humans. Yes, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because that idea has come from, you go back, 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 back. It was all middle-class men who have set up this... I mean, that it, it's what the whole thing is built on, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, religion as a whole. I mean, mm. I have a bit of a laugh about the Adam, Adam and Eve, you know, and of Eve being plucked out of Adam's side, of, of him being the original sort of male... And that being as you know, the crux for a certain sort of strand of religion, but mm. but it's something that still gets touted around. And Jordan Peterson does a lot on that idea as well of uh, of there being a certain hierarchy and a natural hierarchy at that. And I just I just think it's just a, a an absolute madness, really. And it kind of and, and all it means to me, all it amounts to, right? All this stuff that amounts to for me. Oh, is, go on, Martin, drop it off. Just in a, in a nugget of wisdom, just make it all all right because I feel so fucking overwhelmed. <laughs> no, it's, go on. All it amounts to, all this talk around the history and what can't change and what we can't do is that we don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> right? It just means we don't want change. No. Because we're okay. Mm. All these different excuse, and ins and outs, I've been arguing with people on social media and all this kind of stuff. And I just kept on putting that in there. It's like, all that you're really saying is... You if can't there be is, if there's no, Yeah, if there's no real problem and women are exaggerating the problem and men are all right, is we don't want anything to change. No, yeah. And, and the, I think the point is that things are changing whether you fucking like it or not. Yeah. Mm. At the minute, things are changing. Mm. And I think that this, um, you know, social media on the po- positive side has given voice to a lot more people than it ever did before. And that's yeah. the difference. Yeah, yeah. You've got voices coming out there and lots of different perspectives. And suddenly the one that's filtered down from the top is not the only one. Mm. And, uh, and I think that's sort of thrown everything up in the air. Mm. And social media is obviously, you know, caused some horrific stuff as well. But it's 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 kind of disturbed everything, and yeah. so it's a massive period of change. Things are happening that are different, and equality is rising more than it it has slowly, but it is happening. 
And uh, and it's a question of whether you're going to go with that and stay flexible and be interested in how things are changing, or are you going to cling to the past yeah. and go, men just need to be James Bond again and everything yeah. will be all right. <laughs> it's just, you know. Can I just, on that topic of social media, what's your opinion on, I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Um, uh, like lots of people I know are sort of my age, so I'm you know 51, and um, I know lots of people who are very dismissive of social media and will say, "Oh, I I don't have time for that," and I'm not, you know. Uh, uh, and to me, it it feels like you're being really blinkered, and because social media is really where you go now to get. I, like ideas and discussions that you would never normally have come across if you're just reading your same paper that you always buy or, you know, getting your information from the same places. And well, yeah. so when people say to me now, oh, and they say it in a very dismissive, as if they're almost slightly above it all, like, oh, mm. social media is a bit sick. And I just think, actually, you're just being pig ignorant. You know, get yourself yeah. on Twitter, get yourself on Instagram, start paying attention, you know. Yeah. Although, yeah. having said that, I also am very aware that on all of those things, I surround myself in my little bubble of people that think like me. And so <laughs> there's sure, that as yeah. well. Um, yeah. But, 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 but what do you think about people in their 40s 50s who aren't engaging on social media do you think they really they they they're they're missing out and they need to get on with it and stop being it's hard so, isn't it this is mm. i mean there's plenty of great stuff on there if you want to find it you mm. know and i say so on the on the issue of mental health right one of the major reasons why mental health is being talked about people finding a lot more support is because of social media because mm. they're finding routes to organizations that they wouldn't have had before and they they you can follow sort of some famous sports stars or celebs whoever you might idolize is kind of sharing a behind the scenes sort of story about their lives that you wouldn't have had before you know even mm. like the rock is the classic example <laughs> in our, in my day, we would have had Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you yeah. never saw any chinks in his armor or no. anything like that, or any family life. He was just gunning people down with an Uzi. Yeah. But <laughs> The Rock, you know, he's there with his daughters, and he talks about you know grief and his you know family dies, and it's you know mm. he, he really brings out that emotional side to it. So, um, so there's a little bit more nuance in in what you can discover about these people. Mm. I just if only people weren't also so really really horrible as well yeah very and reactive, i just think aren't they? Yeah. yeah i just think you know so there's some really dark and disturbing stuff out there and i think there's a difference between free speech and giving different opinions and like really evil criminal mm. sort of trolling where you're giving mm. death death threats and rape threats and all this stuff like i think just think there needs to be proper policing of was yeah. essentially a public space. Yeah, and you we've know. seen Thierry Henry um, yeah. come off social media, haven't we, in protest? And I think that, um, yeah, we, we, we're at the beginning of this social media thing. Like in in mm. 50, 60 years, they'll look back and go, Jesus, why why wasn't it? Everyone was just running round, <laughs> you know, proverbial, <laughs> metaphorical shotguns you know uh, yeah. in terms of the things that they were saying you know um yeah. and uh, and yes like you say passing it off as well i can have my opinion it's free speech isn't it you know yeah. um <laughs> but I, I do think the 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 tide is turning um you know that that piers morgan thing was kind of like a, a really interesting thing of like oh god like it, mm. 
um, just that the pettiness uh, but, and yeah. under this real microscope um, and entitlement as well, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. It's quite interesting. Yeah, well, you know, he can people can argue with him and that's the difference. And that's why a lot of people, especially these commentators and journalists, are getting really annoyed, deeply annoyed um, and sort of saying that they're being cancelled and things. Um, because they haven't really experienced in the rest of their career the fact that people will have an issue with yeah. what they're saying mm. and they can answer back. Mm. And actually, someone like Piers Morgan is not being cancelled. You've got Absolutely books out. You're on, you're on Twitter all the time. Not, you yeah. can do anything. Yeah. Your voice yeah. is very much out yeah. there. So it's not, it's not like that, but, um, but they're just not used to it. No. And uh, and again, you know, it's keeping it on the civilised side, isn't it, really, without it just becoming plain abuse for anyone. Yeah. And obviously things veer into that. But I don't know, it's just a, it's just a really interesting time. You see, it, there's, there's almost another, there's another vehicle for human expression. And of course, humans being humans, there's the good and the bad. There's yeah. the worst, there's everything. It's the whole spectrum, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. And the most extreme things within that, are going to be the ones that get all the attention. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and obviously fueled by the algorithms, it's like a male group, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> egging and each other on I was also algorithmically. Say, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say before we spoke about sort of like the the social side of calling stuff out, but I was also thinking about like you know if 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 you if you work in a company, if you work in an organisation, if you are in those groups in a professional. Um, sphere and by talking out speaking up you you risk losing that promotion you actually risk yeah. the financial like God, I've got to pay my mortgage I've got to go along with this but it's interesting at what point do you say to do to do the right thing as you as you said oh, before man. I think this is the this is the area for me this is the thing you know workplaces mm. this is where the action needs to be this is where it's all that because this makes such a big difference I think to people's lives and especially in terms of gender equality when obviously the classic thing is a woman at a certain stage might have a baby yeah goodbye career kind of thing yeah. you know and uh, which seems ludicrous that you can be punished for that effectively in terms of money and where you might drift in your career and I think these are really easily solvable things these are easy to do uh, just in terms of how you're promoting what policies you have around parental leave and part of that by the way is making sure that the dads are incentivized to take that time off for their benefit as well as the mums and whoever else because it is a bit like oh you're not going to take the six months are you exactly like 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 It's You're a, not a pussy, are you? You're not going to take the um, yeah, yeah, eternal yeah. leave, are you? Oh, when I did mine, it was like confession. I had to go in and sort of say, "I'm really sorry, but I'm I'm having a baby." And they were like, <laughs> oh, right. They were like, "All oh, right, okay." So wh- when? And I was like, "Well, you know, it's going to be. I think I believe it's nine months, <laughs> and then and then it'll come out." Um, but yeah, and it was, it, but it was like mad. It was a madness. But I, I put this in the book. I went. I, I've done a few sort of talks at workplaces, and and there's always a kind of, um, you know, there's obviously this mental health day yeah. that workplaces do now. And then this particular one was, um, it was for the women's organisation. I won't name the place I went to, but um, it was about women's issues within this massive big organisation. 
And they had a day when men came in and just talked through their issues as well as they were trying to diversify things a little bit. And I sat there and did the talk and then the CEO came in and sort of said, oh, well done, everyone, all this kind of stuff. And then sort of talked to the women in the room. He just started. And uh, he said, you know, he kind of said, I'm really into equality and everything that you're doing here. And we're definitely going to diversify and bring more women up to board level and something. But we need to get profits up first. Right? <laughs> he, he said, you know, so we've all got to work hard and make sure we're in a good place for the business. And then we can... Then we can... Then we can... Then, then we can, we can start to develop this. And I heard that from another CEO as well. He said a similar sort of thing. So he, he was... And I get it, but he was sort of like saying, I can't just fire all my top guys and get rid of them all. You know, it has to be a process that you have to go through. But... You know, if that's if that's the route mm. and that's the thought from the top top people mm. at these companies, mm. then things are going to change so slowly. Yeah. We're going to be here for another, another hundred and twenty years or whatever, yeah. and it's just not it's just not the right thinking. And I understand the pressures that they're on because they've got investors and all the rest of it to bring in the profits. But unless there's a proper culture change at the very top mm. amongst all these people who've really got the money and the power. Then it just then it just won't change, or it'll be so slow that it'll just take forever. So, I do think that is happening slowly. There was a recent story, yeah. wasn't there? You know, the guys at the very top of KPMG, and he he'd said like, um, you know, yeah. did you know the story I'm talking about, Martin? Yeah, I do, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, like he he'd said something, Louise, like um, all this bollocks about you know uh, equality and stuff, and, and they were like, they were like, get him off, <laughs> like like wheel him. Out. And I don't know how much he still has to do, you know, behind the scenes, but they don't want to be seen to be mm. with the dinosaurs. Mm. So that is, let's True. let's say that's a positive, shall mm. we? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it kind of, he's kind of accused everyone of being whiners, hasn't he, as well? Yeah. He's like saying, you're all moaning and whining and all this stuff. And he, He's <laughs> gone to the Nigel Farage business school, <laughs> yeah, hasn't he? he did, yeah. I mean, there is, you know, there's proper legislation in, within the, all this as well, or at least there was, there was like a governing body that had said, I think it was something like, um, we need forty percent of the top companies um, to have to have at least fifty percent female board members mm. by I think it was twenty twenty one, which oh, they, fa- they failed. Oh. Yeah, so they they missed it. They missed it. <laughs> but um, but it was a, it was rising. It was rising. So things things are changing. Yeah. But I just. I suppose the, the the you know generally the message that I'm getting to men is don't resist it with all your might. Yeah. No. You know this is a good yes. powerful change that's yeah. been made. Embrace it. It's happening anyway. Mm. So uh, so get on board with it. But also you know take that opportunity to expand your life a little bit more as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like your your work is not the be all and and the end all of it. No. Know? And and actually that kind of working culture which is has been very male at the top and very much one note and very alpha has destroyed so many men in its time. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. It, che- it chews them up and spits them out, doesn't it? As yeah. you were saying at the beginning. Yeah. And it's also just, I also just think there's a certain responsibility that comes when you've got a certain amount of power and money to start do- dealing with it in the right way, not just mm. purely accumulate more mm. yeah. for your own mm. gain. Start wielding it and start looking at the next generations and how they're going to exist within this. Yeah. just feels like a... a a moral responsibility and perhaps there's been a, a time that we've been in where that's not particularly been on the agenda on the agenda yeah. too much it's just been about an individualist grab for whatever you can yeah. possibly get and yeah. um, i'd like to think things 
again post pandemic or post lockdown at least um will 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 sort of mean that people have reassessed the values yeah. i'm hoping do you know what? I've just thought of the story arc of Mary Poppins. You know how Mr. <laughs> Banks starts off with his like, G&T on the side? And at yeah. the end, he's like, oh, it's about family. Guys, we've got the, we've <laughs> got the, the that's the play. That's done. the play. That, that's <laughs> the information just... was out there all this time ago. Yeah, that's brilliant, Amy. <laughs> it's Mr. Banks, come on. He told us. Yeah. Should be mandatory screening, shouldn't it? For, yeah, sure. That's yeah. what we need for to show. For all men. I'm sure they'll respond to that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that okay. in, in my uh yeah in my sort of musical theater mind i'm just like oh god but, but yeah there it is um so yeah we i think we have covered everything yeah I mean, your book as we've said it's funny friendly we'll put all the links to everything uh you know the resources uh for, for men and women and let's get informed let's start having these conversations um and yeah you've got a whole community on that website haven't you so yeah it's there Mm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and uh, you know, we we run stories from lots of um, you know people who just write in and have got a story to yeah, share. Yeah, you know, I noticed that your headline health. today was a, a, an article saying, "Dads, sort your fucking kids out. You bought those fucking sons out." Yeah, <laughs> that was that was funny. Yeah, we, we've got um, yeah one of our guys is an ex SAS. Yeah sort of sergeant and uh, so it was his perspective and i'm trying to get loads of different perspectives on the same topic and his one was particularly well very strident let's put Mm. it that way Mm. but he was like zero tolerance he's like get involved and get it sorted out I, that's you that's know. the sort of approach yeah. I like as well. I just like yeah. stop your fucking whinging and get on with it. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you need that, and certainly, yeah. You know, we can. Go but and- it's a good mixture of. It's not being. You know, your website is there was that, and then there's. You know, it's also it is really friendly and in sort of encouraging and and supporting men to engage with conversations you know with other men yeah it's, it's not it's not preached on the heights like no. we're all in the same boat i'm as yeah. messed up and i've got you know dysfunctional and all you know i'm as, as bad as anyone else you know, <laughs> if, if you want to put it like that but it's kind of but i'm interested in yeah. what's changing and what's and how we can work together to sort of simply you know improve ourselves and yeah. be happier that's kind of all it is yeah, really yeah, yeah. so yeah and can you imagine if i mean i don't know I'm kind of casting aspersions that maybe your dad wasn't having these conversations when you no. were a young guy. No, no, it's not something <laughs> no, that you okay. do, yeah, so especially I, I from Yorkshire go, as well. Yeah, Amy, from Yorkshire. Yeah, my, Amy, my dad was really progressive. He was actually a feminist. <laughs> but, but, no, but, if, but can you imagine your kids now? They're hearing these conversations going around uh, your dinner table, no doubt, when you're. Uh, yeah. so, so it's in the air and mm. it needs to be yeah, in yeah. the air. As you're growing up. 100 percent And also it goes straight back up to those older generations as well yeah. who haven't gone anywhere. I mean, it's causes some very awkward conversations. Oh yes. But yeah. at least they're kind of happening, as yeah, tentative yeah. as they are. Absolutely. And however, you still need to be drinking while you do it. Yes. It's, <laughs> of course. It's, 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 it's really interesting time. It really mm. is. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you ever so much for coming and talking to us today. No, thanks for having me. No, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Podcast from producer Paul.co.uk. 
everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 